Well, welcome to the very first Spence and KP show. Uh, we were, we're so proud, me and uh, Spence Hickox are so proud to be part of the Eastern McGreen umbrella under the direction of Duncan Boy Studios. And uh, today's podcast is uh, uh, our general sports podcast, where when we say sports, mostly Alabama football. We'll discuss the heartbreaking uh, loss this weekend to Texas, and we'll also uh, do some remembrance on 9-11. Right here, it's the time of the year, it's a, it's a must. Um, in between sets, you're going to hear a couple of interviews that I have with an Alabama fan and two Texas fans right after the game. Those are pretty interesting, and um, we're going to uh, we're going to try to do this pretty often. And uh, I just look forward to doing this with my buddy and Spence. This is just a special special message to you. Um, we did it, man. It's been 18 years in the making. So, with that being said, we want to welcome you too. The Spence and KP Show. Well, welcome to the inaugural uh, recording of the Spence and KP Show. Kenneth Paul Latham, or Kenneth Paul Duncan Latham Holmes, as you know me. And across from me right now is a good buddy of mine. His name's Spence Hickok. Spence, how are you doing today, brother? Kenneth, I couldn't be better. And um, appreciate you having me on. And uh, we have so much history and so much knowledge about life and football that I can't wait to get started. Yeah. So I appreciate you having me here. Yeah. Well, I think we we, we got to tell everybody exactly where this came from. I, I told them on the last on my Eastern McGreen podcast that this was coming up, and I said I couldn't wait to tell the story where the Spence and the KP show came from. And this was, uh, I guess, and we'll go back. What. You know, today's a pretty important date. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but that was about uh, 22 years ago. Wow. 22 years ago, we first met. Yep. Yeah. Or, uh, no, it's actually about, see, 9-11. About 21 years ago, we met at Long Lewis. That's where I was. And that's where I was on this day, back in September 11, 2001, by the way. I was oh. actually delivering vehicles from Long Lewis. To Edmund Air Force Base. I, that's what I want to do in a little bit. When, we're, when, is, when we get that, when we get through our sports, I kind of want to do that. Where were you at that day? What was happening? What were you thinking? We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Here's how the Spence and KP show came about. We, we both left uh, Long Lewis, mm, you know, 2003-ish, 2004-ish, I think. Um, I was a little, a little, a little past that. I yeah. think I made it to 2005 or six. Yeah. I, Five at least. Yeah, and, and we both took other jobs, and, and yours required you going out of town, and <clears throat> and mine did too. And we figured out that we were going kind of in the same areas: Knoxville, Chattanooga, a lot of places in Georgia, Nashville. Yeah, sometimes here yeah. there, but yeah, t- typically north of town. And then we was like, hey, well, when you go, when you get there the next time, let me know you're, when you're going to be here, and if I if it matches up, we'll we'll meet out, and we did. And we would, uh, you know, we'd go have dinner, stop in some place, watch a little sports, or, you know, just kind of meet at the, you know, the, the pub at O'Charlie's or whatever, and just hang out, have dinner, and don't have a pub at O'Charlie's by the way. Well, it's just called just called O'Charlie's. So, you know, I mean, there's <laughs> like a separate place of the thing. That, hey, where's the O'Charlie's pub? Just walk in this side and say, "Oh, excuse me, I don't need your help, ma'am. I'm going to the pub." And say, "Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, sir. It's just a regular old place." It's like. <laughs> but, but we would we would meet there and uh we would just have our general conversation kind of like what we're going to have today it would be mostly football 
And, when, and then when I say mostly football, mostly Alabama football. But we were, you know, somewhat well versed in everything else that was going around. And um, and back then, uh, you know, we'll talk about what Alabama was, what shape they were in now, and what shape they're in now. We'll talk about that in a minute. But as we were sitting there talking, uh, the barkeep there at the pub, <laughs> he would listen to us and go, "God, man, y'all." Y'all really know your stuff. I mean, you, and everything y'all talk about, you sound like you're on some kind of talk show together. And, you know. We... I, I remember like yesterday. It was a, um, it was one of those things where we could not go with the, not get, not not go with the moment, per se. I mean, they, uh, everybody said that, hey, y'all, y'all's commentary and y'all's back and forth and this and that is, sounds like um, y'all been doing this for a long time. And we really hadn't. All we've been doing is sitting back and forth talking about football um, amongst each other. Yeah. Um, sometimes sharing with other people, more more times than not, just amongst ourselves. And um, we were spot on, <laughs> pretty much. Well, and then we also did not hesitate to take the opportunity. I think that's when I told the guy, well, actually, we we do have a show. Yeah. It's called the uh, it's called the Spence and KP show. And he goes, really? I was like, yeah, well, we're, we're down in Birmingham, and it's just mostly sports. It's mostly Alabama went sports and, and you know, and, and just other stuff. I mean, but, yeah, we – and he's like, oh, yeah, what's your call letters? <laughs> Do you remember that? I, I remember that exactly. We were shooting pool at that time yes. when that guy asked you that question. Yes. And um, I don't remember exactly what letters you called out, but they were spot on, but they were actually – if somebody could have looked them up, they were probably not have been right. That's right. Well, and that's the good thing is that they didn't have any way of checking us. I mean, this is 2000, and I'm pretty sure this is like the spring of 2005. Yeah. I, I know it is. No, it's not. No, it's it's winter. It was a talk show, I think, in based out of Birmingham. Yeah. But and and by them not being able to check it, they were just you know they, these guys were believing it, and we just went on with it and went on with it, and we got more and more people coming around. Hey, these guys are with a, a talk show up in uh, Birmingham. And I honestly think we. Um, I think we won a couple of games of pool during that, all that. I mean, you know, so um, I, I think that the uh, our nobody disbelieved what we were doing, and that's why we can have talked about this so much because we can we can obviously do it. Apparently, you know, you know what I'm saying. So it's yeah. weird. And, and the, the calling card moment I think was when you know you and I were just sitting up on the side and they had this dance floor down there, and then all of a sudden we heard, "Hey, everybody." Want to, want to tell everybody right now we got some uh, radio host in from Birmingham. It's the Spence and KP from the Spence and KP show. And <laughs> we were, uh, Ken, if, I, if I may, I mean, we were both confused because we didn't know if we were even recognized anybody other than the barkeep. But at the time, we were putting our hands up in the air. And next thing you know, people were clapping, um, giving us free beer and stuff. And um, the, the person that was singing at the band was pretty much just... Um, so happy we were there, and uh, I was thinking to myself, "This is a uh, this is pretty cool." So why, why mess this up? Let's just keep going with it. This is awesome. Well, you know, it took you know, it, it took what thirteen years? No, eighteen years? How long now? Two thousand five to now? Eighteen took, years? Yeah, yeah. It took eighteen years, and so with all that, we welcome you to the uh, the Spence. And KP show. <laughs> I could have said it better myself, Kenneth. Um, <laughs> Spence and, actually came up with that. <laughs> tell, tell him that. Well, the, the, the thing was, is the person asked us why we're 
by the pool table, you know, how does the show come on? Or what is the show's name? I said, it's a Spence and KP show. And, um, well, how does it come on? I said, it, it just says, Spence and KP show. <laughs> so, that's all I could come up with at the time. So, but we laughed about it for years. We laughed about it so long that now it has to be that because otherwise it don't make any sense. Well, I'm going to so, I'm gonna put that together either uh, digitally if I can figure it out or, you know, just well, use some of the magicians. I know some people in. that can talk and sing better than myself yeah. um, that will make you use their voice for that if we need to, yeah. you know, so. So um, maybe maybe somebody can inflections on the show part show. Yeah, see, yours is not very good. I know. So well, I'm not a great singer. Well, we have to get somebody better this Sorry. But anyway, um, well, let's just go right into just what we would talk about. I mean, if we were back in the uh, pub at O'Charlie's, we would. We would obviously it's be talking. It's a talk- secret back section, by the way, of O'Charlie's in Knoxville, Tennessee, that nobody knows about. That. Yeah, if you ever go to the O'Charlie's, you just tell them, hey, I like to sit in the uh, the, the pub. Um, show your license and um, any type of hotel card and ask for the back room towards the pub. <laughs> and it don't matter what hotel you're at. It could be quality in. It could be anything. Just your license and that hotel card and ask to be directed to the pub because you're more important than the rest of the people at the bar. So... Maybe this is what this is now. From this point, I just thought about that. This, maybe this is the the pub at the KP show. It could be Spence and KP show. Could, could, I think we should invite some people over next time. Well, obviously, we got four mics, and we've uh, we'll get some uh, we'll get some other people's input. Now, here's what we would be talking about. Obviously, if we were in uh, I don't know, Atlanta or wherever we were at, we would be here Monday after uh, the Alabama Texas game. Mm. We'd be talking mm. about this, mm. Mm-hmm. and this wow. this one's not an easy one to talk about. First of all, let me ask you this: Did it surprise you? Did it surprise you? Seventy-five percent of the game surprised me. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. If and I'll sum this up because I know you got some other stuff to say. No, no, no. Go ahead. This is this 75%, is what we've been. Seventy-five percent is probably. Um, part of the 75% surprised me how the center could not get the snap back to the quarterback in time and how the ball was either at his feet or at his head. Well, that's two, um, ga- that's two games in a row. And how that wasn't fixed from day one to day two, day one, day two, day week one, day yeah, two, yeah. Um, how that wasn't fixed and how did that Saban didn't pay attention to it until week two. Yeah. In because the only time he addressed it was week two. Um, Milrow, in a way, uh, I, I actually think that he probably played the best he could have played. I'm glad you said that because he gets he a lot of grief. He probably played the best he could have played. He, he threw two ill-advised passes. Actually, he probably threw four. Two of them worked their way out some athletic catch that the you know receiver made over the um, defender that he probably shouldn't have thrown. Yeah. But he was – every snap, I'm thinking of as a quarterback, and I played a little bit here and there. Even my son played quarterback, and I'm telling you, when the timing's off, when that ball comes to you, and you don't know if it's your head or your feet, yeah, it throws the stuff off every time. Yeah, it throws everything off. So you're you're sitting there not only worrying about what the safety's doing, what the secondary's doing. If I want to check down and do this, you're worried about how the ball's going to hit you in in the chest or the feet or the head. Yeah, that's frustrating. It can be for. There's no way it can't be. I was I was on the uh, I went to the game, and we talked about that. And 
I want to talk about Drake going to the game in a minute, too. We'll, we'll get there. Um, Drake is, by the way, uh, Spence's son, and he's a freshman down at the university. Um, when I was on the shuttle going to the parking lot to the first tailgate I went to, I was sitting with some Texas fans, which, by the way, the Texas fans were freaking fantastic. Really? They really were. I mean, you know, obviously they're pretty happy afterwards, but but even then there was no up-in-your-face Bama. They were just, you know, they were celebrating like we did, you know, Clemson in 2008. Okay. They, they've, they've arrived on the scene. They've beaten somebody they weren't supposed to beat. And they are they were just giddy as can be. I mean, just good folks. But I was talking to one, and I said, uh, you know, this this game has worried me for a little while now because obviously, you know, last year if we didn't have Bryce Young, if we didn't have Bryce Young last year in the Texas game, we lose. Uh, we agree, lose. I would agree with that. Yeah. If yours is that his name? Yeah. Uh, Quinn. Quinn. Yeah. Quinn. Yours. Yes. Yeah. If he would have been in the game the whole time, I feel like we'd have lost. Possibly. 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 We, we don't know. I'm not, yeah. you know, people do that with the Colt McCoy thing back from 2009 and all that. If this and this and this. But he was lighting us up and we won, you know, whatever we won, 20 to 19. Well, I mean, it took a last second field goal. Yeah. I mean, we, it, it took Bryce Young, the guy you just mentioned, yeah. driving down the field to make a um, – just did a really good drive and then put themselves in position to make a field goal to win the game. That's that's yeah. what they did. Well, he, he made phenomenal plays. He's always had, obviously, we're talking about the best. Man, it's hard to say the best quarterback ever at Alabama because if you watched, uh, I didn't watch much NFL yesterday, but I saw the headlines and, you know, Mac Jones you know, threw for 300-something yards. You know, Jalen Hurts just almost won the MVP and was in the Super Bowl. He beat Mac Jones yesterday and Tua threw for 400 yards. We've been awfully yeah, yeah. Um, We've been awfully spoiled with fantastic quarterback play, and even before them, you're talking about you know, uh, you know, Jake Coker, Blake Sims. I mean, uh, yeah, that they were they were certainly more than capable. But you had AJ McCarron. So we haven't we haven't hurt at the quarterback position, and I'm not saying we are today, but I think sometimes people forget what we actually had. And I'm talking about the the naysayers out there that. Today, I mean, this is, you know, Monday after the game, and the sky's falling. The sky's falling. We're, you know, the we, we've heard all the dynasties over and all that. And you know what? Maybe that run that we had, maybe that maybe that run is over. All right, so I'm, I'm going to reflect on a little bit what you said. Okay. You can't, you can't argue with Bryce Young. You can't argue, argue with Tua. Yeah. You can't argue with Dana Hurts. You or Matt. Or Matt Jones. Yeah. You really can't. And I, I know it's the COVID year and stuff like that, but still, you can't argue what he did. Um, he did have the best receiver on the planet, in my opinion. Um, several. Several. Waddle and Devontae Smith, and, and the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Um, but Jake Coker. Yeah. We won a championship with Jake Coker. Yeah. Which, in my mind, if you can win a championship, a national championship with Jake Coker, then all the other pieces around you are fell right into place. I'm talking about all the every other piece fell right into place. Because he was not a great quarterback. <laughs> he was not a bad quarterback. He was not a great quarterback. And he he somehow managed that team down the field and, and won those games. Um, Spence, I, let's don't forget that he he also had this behemoth beast of a man named Derrick Henry by him. So 
I'm not sure Jay Coker had Jay Carter, did he? Oh, absolutely. 2015. That's when uh, Henry won the Heisman, and we ran him like just just like a mule from Auburn. All okay, the way so through. he was um, part of Blake Sims and Jay Coker. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So that's um. So it's another. That's another. But I seen Blake Blake Sims. Excuse me. I, I seen Coker made some really good throws. Some really good throws. Um, with a lot of time to throw them. Yeah. But but plenty of time to throw these passes. What I saw yesterday, excuse me, Saturday against yeah. Texas, um, I saw people rushing three men. Yeah. Rushing three. Yeah. Uh, sometimes four. If they rush four, it's bad news for us. And we've got one of the biggest offensive lines in the country, if not the biggest. Yeah. Um, and they were. We could not stop them. We cannot keep. We cannot keep them off the quarterback. Although there are some more, you know, mobile quarterback whatsoever, but there is um, those snaps coming low, the snaps coming high, the snaps coming here and there, the quarterback not knowing about it. Um, I didn't see a quick slant out of that game, yeah. which we're so used to seeing. Yeah. Uh, we have a new offensive coordinator. We have a new defensive coordinator. Um, but but we've had those so, almost so, year in and year out. So many times. Um, yeah. And that's what puzzles me. Yeah. We've had all this time throughout the summer to work on these things. S- Steve Sarkeesian, in my opinion, this is just my personal opinion, out-schemed Nick Saban in this, in this football game. He put together a better game plan. He put together a better way to attack. I think Alabama's got better skilled players. I think they're a better football team. But they were not prepared or practiced for the exact thing that they were going to see, and I think they did prepare, and they never adjusted at halftime either. But you know, we always hear about that adjusting halftime. What do you? What do you? You got twenty. You've got twenty minutes from the. Listen, from the time that clock hits zero, mm-hmm. you've got twenty minutes. That's you running off the field, you getting in there, taking a crap, getting some water. Adjusting pads, whatever you do, what can you do? I've always, I mean, I'm not arguing with you. Yeah. Sometimes there's something that has to be made, like, like a halftime adjustment of going from uh, Jalen Hurts to Tua in the national championship game. That's that's a halftime adjustment of, of, of all halftime adjustments. Those, those are huge adjustments. But what we've always seen, and I, I can't answer that question. I don't yeah. know what happens by the same, but I can tell you, Alabama's adjusted to halftime better than any time I've ever seen in the last 20 years. Yeah. When they come in at halftime, if something's not going right, they make adjustments and shit's better. Yeah. That it happens. Yeah. So they did not do any of that. Um, why would it blitz more? Why would it you know go after the quarterback a little more? I mean, we kept sitting back in coverage waiting for things to develop and he kept eating us up. Do, do you um, know how many times he was obviously he wasn't sacked any? No, no. But do you know how many times he was hurried? Probably twice. Exactly twice. They, when, I mean when they, when his interview was you know, after the game, which I've seen later, I was at the game, I didn't see it, but I mean, his, his uniform was literally still white. Yeah, he had no grass on him whatsoever. Yeah, and that's just unheard of. That that I think that's one the thing that puzzles me is we've always had those just manly beasts, you know, up front with just big big arms, asses, and legs. Just I'm talking about just wreaking havoc. And and, and Kenneth, we do. Have you seen Dallas Turner? Oh well, no. I, I, I mean, just meant up front. I just meant. I, and we have those people too. All those cogs are in place. My problem is I don't think. Um, Kevin Steele put him in any position to do so. I think they had him pulled back watching the secondary. I don't think we blitzed really 
I don't think they're really blitz maybe once or twice in the whole freaking football game. You Not see. once or twice. And I think that's um again on the coaches. Yeah. I don't I don't see how it can be anything different. Um yeah, at some point you gotta affect the quarterback. You you gotta affect him. I mean it didn't And they didn't. They like, never did. Yeah. I mean it didn't have to be sacks. It just has to be something. Just get in his face. To get him out of it. And his... there was a time or two where they got it kind of in the way and he th- he threw some bad passes. Yeah. And it, as a coach, and I'm not one, don't plan to be, or never pretended to be, excuse me, but if I've seen that happen, I'll continue to do that. Yeah. Um, Steve Tarkeesian's going to everything on fourth down. I mean, he's going for, you know, third and long, he get half the yardage, knowing he's going for it on fourth down anyway. Yeah. So he's, he's and he's eating us up here and there. He, his scheme throughout this ball game, his plan put together, in my mind, was superior to Alabama's. Yeah. Coach from Coach A to Coach Z. Yeah. Their scheme was better, and they played harder, and they played better. They did. Listen, this is no, you know, the Georgia game of uh, 21, where if we if we would have had Jamison Williams, which I do believe, and people get actors for that, I think we won, won the ball game. Yeah. If, if this wouldn't have happened, if this wouldn't have happened, that wasn't the case there. No, no, we, we the, got we This got team whipped, came in and whipped us. No, we got whipped at the line. We got whipped yeah. offense, defensive line. We got whipped in – Every segment of the game except for the kicker. And I think we have the most kickers in the nation. Oh, Will, he is Will, great. Will Rackard's awesome. Oh, he's money. He, he did his part. Now, Punter yeah. did great. Yeah. Um, and, some, and you know what? Um, th- there were some kids out there that played their hearts out. Um, but at the same time, you can't say the defense played good. You can't say the offense played good. Um, and all comes down to the line, especially the center. I mean, how many times throughout the summer did you snap the ball and shotgun – it ought to be muscle memory at this point, Shane. It, it is. I mean, I could snap the ball to you right now from across this table and hit you above your feet. Are you sure? I swear to God. I've got a football. You I've got one too. Go? I've got two. In a minute, let, let's go out there at our first break and send okay. me, and show I me that you can snap I, it five I, straight times with no. And they're not even snapping the normal way anymore. But I can snap the ball from the ground and yeah. hit you above your feet. But you're also not in front of uh, that, and that's what I think's happening. I think they were getting so bull rushed by the three man rush, <laughs> the three or four man rush every time that they could not stop him, and he could not wait to get that ball of his hands so he could get his hands up in front of that guy, and. Hmm. And it ultimately changed his whole philosophy of play. If you're a quarterback and you, the ball's at your feet, now I got to pick the ball up. Now I got to look again what I'm doing. Yeah. Before we go to a break here, think of the contrast of the conversations that we've had here, here at this pub versus the ones we had at the other pub. This was the uh, before the football season kicked off in 2005. You mean the uh, Charlie's pub? Oh, Charlie's pub. Yeah. Hmm. And, and you, the conversation you and I would have was. This year, this was under the Mike Schulick days. So, mm. we have to win one of the big three. We we were convincing ourselves that for us to be successful, we were going to have to beat one of the big three, meaning Tennessee, LSU, <laughs> or Auburn. Remember that? I do. Yeah. And uh, and then I remember you going, you know what? We could win this one. We're not going to win that one. Um, <laughs> we could win this one. We. And I think you were mentioning LSU at that time, but we might could win this one. This is Iron Bowl. Who knows? So we'll just call it one of these two. We're, we'll narrow it down between the one and the two here. So Tennessee. So we're going to beat Tennessee. We're not winning. We're not beating LSU. And I, and the mindset back then was was that. That was the mindset back then. Yeah. Um, and there was so much 
so many variables going on back then with Mike Shula and everything. We were just, um, if we beat somebody we weren't supposed to throughout the year, that was that, called that, us. That, that was a successful season. Well, it was, in the paper, it was the signature win. Oh, yeah. Oh, remember the, a, yeah, remember yeah. The, 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 the autograph of Mike Shula when we beat Florida that yeah. time? Yeah, yeah. Like, just beat the dog out of him when Tyrone Prother got hurt? Yeah. Signature win. Right. I mean, we've arrived now. But we're here. Yeah. We're back. Well. Yeah. And then hey. and then, then we wasn't. <laughs> th- thank, hey, thank goodness we're not in that shape. So we'll, mm. we'll, we'll, try, mm. to, we'll try to bring back, you know, we're not mm. – <laughs> we'll discuss that in a minute. <laughs> we'll be right back to the Spence and KP show. Hey, this is LaCoyle Hill. Name, son. LaCoyle Hill, Jalen Hill, oldest brother, 21 years old. Come recruit me. I'm going back to college this spring. Come, hey, come see me. I, I'm going to show you how to tackle. What, what me and you were just talking about walking down Bryant Denny Drive was how they didn't tackle. Will you tackle somebody? Yes, sir. I will. Will you, will you put that head in somebody's chest? All they got to do is wrap up. Wrap up. Yeah. That's it. Just wrap up. You wrap up, you good. You ain't nah. got to be pretty. You ain't nah. got to be no big hit. Make yeah. the tackle. Yeah, you're not trying down. to make uh, Sports Center and, and make the plays of the week. But that's, put what him they, down. that's what they trying to do, though. Yeah. But we good, though. Bounce back next week. Y'all got this. Simple. Bama baby. Horns down. That's right, baby. Hey. This this sucked tonight, didn't it? We this did. didn't feel good, we did it? Nah, this this is hey, a bad feeling. And, and, and let's just stop right here for a second. Let's look right here. At Den- let's look right here at Denny Chimes. And let's look at let's, let's look at the, the the people that are in in the in the in the footprints there. Derek Thomas, and Sean Alexander, and and Devontae Smith. The the great people that have come through here. Do, do we do we have that now? Mm. We do. do. We, we got. We got weapons. A lot of weapons, actually. To be honest, we got yeah. weapons all over the field. It's just we got to come at together as a team, and everybody got to stay on each other. No matter what, stay on each other. Yeah. Like, stay. Stay together. Stay on each other. And when y'all in practice, I know y'all practice hard, but practice even harder, especially after this. I need somebody to step up and be the alpha. That's what I want. The alpha. <laughs> hey. The alpha dog that steps up. Tell him. Bend my man. Come on. Let's go. Thank you for coming on tonight, brother. Thank you. All right, so, hey, what else everybody was talking about in the news was, is the dynasty over? And we, we I talked about it earlier. And, and maybe the dynasty of going to the national championship every other year and winning two or three in a row or seven like we have is, yeah. That's unheard of and will never be done again. So maybe that six, or whatever it was. No, he, yeah, he's won six. That's right, he's won seven, won at LSU. Um, but you have to watch him sometimes. He's his numbers all messed yeah, up. Yeah, I've got a great memory. Usually, I remember a lot more. But, but it's better than mine, by the way. But when I th- when I think about the game, like I was there and and Drake was there. Your son was there first year. He was there. Yeah. He was there first year freshman. Yeah. Game day, holding up a sign. Yeah. Um, made a great sign, by the way. I mean, awesome sign. What is that? Um, well, I'd have to show you the picture. So that means a reference to the kicker from Texas and Carrot Top. Oh, Because yeah. they have the same hair. Oh, yeah. And it was like greater than simple and <laughs> stuff like that. They actually made it on TV. It was on SportsCenter. So um, I was um, proud of him for coming up with something very, very unique. And I think that sign that he made was probably the only one like that on campus. So 
super super cool sign. He said the place was absolute electric. It was a zoo. People camping out the night before to get there. Um, he sent me some pictures from six something in the morning. This is from a college student on Saturday morning. They got up yeah. that early in the morning on Saturday with no classes um, to send me some pictures from the place. So he's having the time of his life and um, can't be more proud of it. I know you are. And um, I, th I think about, you know, you know, Drake was uh, born in what, June of 05? June of 05, you're right. When, you know, you and I were hanging out and uh, your wife was expecting and we were waiting and yeah. And think about the time frame he's come up, you know, you being the Bama fan you are, all he has seen, all, yes. he, all, all he has seen is flat out domination in his, in his lifetime of remembering things. It is so funny you mentioned that because uh, I've, I've tried to tell him before. I said, you know, he came around in 05. He, he and I believe we started watching football until he was third or four. So we're talking about 04, 05, excuse me. Um, seven or eight, nine, some of that neighborhood really start watching football. Um, and he hasn't seen Alabama blues much. He don't understand uh, how the, how, how this happens much. So, um, so he's, he's been brought up in a way. And I said, believe it or not, this had happened one time before back in the, you know, the mid to late seventies. I said, but I said, this will come to an end dude. One day. Yeah. One day this, I said, soak it up, soak it up, because it's it's going to be uh, so, hard to repeat. So now he goes to game day. He, he got his first Bama game against right. Middle Tennessee, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's garbage. But the the first big game that's on campus, and this happens. Jesus. What's his demeanor? Have you talked to him? I have. Um, and this is from, a, again, an 18-year-old kid that woke up that morning at 6 to go to game day, then hung out all day partying. Uh, yeah. Probably, hopefully, eating a lot of food, healthy food. Um, maybe not. Who knows? Um, but then ended up in the student section at, prior to five o'clock. Yeah. Once the game kicked off at six, I believe. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the game, was kind of upset. He was he was a little upset, but and I I don't think he was upset in a way that um, most fans would be. I think he was just all the day build up all the drama everything he was he was upset with the way Alabama played yeah not the outcome of the game he yeah. was upset how we played and that's how smart my little how my son is excuse me yeah um he wasn't upset we lost yeah he was upset how we played yeah and he playing so much football in his life um he's probably telling you from a coach's perspective we played this way and this is what happened yeah. So he got over it. Um, class today. So, I mean, it's a, uh, you know, tomorrow's a new day. And I think we have a path in front of us. So it's. Well. And he led into that. That's why I mentioned that. Because he did say we still got a path. So he's not unoptimistic. He's very, you know, um, focused on the future, as Saban was saying, in a way. But also um, discouraged how we played, but looks like. He's optimistic about what we're going to do next. So. Speaking of uh, what Saban would say, does it, this is just a, I'm not saying it does bother me or doesn't bother me, but are you puzzled or concerned that every Thursday from this point forward that Nick Saban and Pat, what's his name, Pat McAfee? Pat McAfee, yeah. yeah. The crazy guy on uh, ESPN are going to have a daily show every Thursday 
from this point forward? Um, well, yeah. I mean, what's your first thoughts about that? Okay. I'll, well, and I'll give you mine in a minute. I don't, they may they may coincide. I don't know. We haven't talked about this. Um, this is going to sound crazy. And this is just because um, I'm not in the clubhouse every day. I'm not the one putting 15 to 16 to 18 to 20 hours into my job every day. Yeah. Um, I know I know that Saban somehow seems to do that. Yeah. Also, also I seem to think that, man, it takes a lot of time to buy a Mercedes dealership. Maybe take a lot of time to um, buy a Ferrari dealership. Yeah. Um, it may take a lot of time to be um, on this show with Pat McAfee. Um, it may take a lot of time to do these Geico commercials with Deion Sanders and the Ducks and the Buffaloes and stuff. So I'm thinking to myself, hmm, um, that's a lot of extra time. And you have to put time and effort into everything. He said that. This is how you focus. This is what you do. You focus on every little thing. And your whole everything is about how much you focus on it. Well, I, you know, can't call the pot, you know, yeah. the kettle black here, but I'm saying that he seems to be focused on a lot of other stuff other than Alabama football. And what I think what I think if it were a uh, if it were Reese Davis and ESPN College Live on Thursday night at the halftime of the whatever what game, what would be the difference? Well, I, I, listen again. I'm not saying it's wrong or right. I'm just saying he would not. They're going to pay him more money. Well, more than yeah, he's getting more money. I mean, well, I'm just saying, why, why? It's still time worth what he's doing. Yeah. If you ever went somewhere on Thursday night out of town, if you go somewhere, it takes. I know he's different than we are. We don't just, he don't just hop in the car and drive somewhere. But at the same time, he's got a plan for that day. He's got a plan for that meeting. He's got a plan for this, plan for that. He's lost two or three days of practice. Let's cut to the chase. Okay. How long is Nick Saban going to be here? And you're just this is me and you, sidewalk Alabama fans. We don't know anything. What, I what? think if he would have won one more championship this year, which he still could, sure. he's got one loss. He's got one loss, and sure. he has a lot, a lot of talent there. Sure. And I think he could probably. I don't see a team on the table he couldn't beat. Really, I mean, Georgia's going to be the elite. USC. Obviously, Texas, we should have beat those guys. We didn't. Yeah. Um, but I, I, there's a path for us to get there. So, once he gets past seven national yeah. championships at Alabama that beats Bear Bryant, he's gone. He's already beat Bear Bryant. No. No. Bear Bryant won six. Right. So, see. He's won seven. Not. But you mean at Alabama. Correct. I think it's more. The record is six at one school. If he could, if he could win it this year while the playoff is still at four, because next year it goes to twelve. Next year it's no more than it's just the NFL. You know, there's twelve people that get this, in. This is the last year of college football as we know it. In a way, and it's that, very, it's very, it's very, you know, easy to say. Well, yeah, the Pac-12 is gone. I well, mean, the, well, well, think about you know, even now, this loss doesn't hurt us to the point where we're out of it. I mean, we've lost one here and there, and. Needed help to get in and got OBS, in. A&M. Yeah. Lost know. to LSU and still came back and won it. We needed right. help. Sure. But, you know, teams like Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, you know, uh, who, whoever else. I mean, this is always up there. Clemson. Well, I mean, not so much Clemson no more. but Well, well you, you never know. That, 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 name's, that name's relevant. So. Yeah. Speaking of another relevant name, and you, and I, you and I had a conversation the other day. I don't know if you remember us having this one. But after last week, 
the Florida State LSU game, I said, you know what, dude, I think Florida State's back. And you weren't hmm. you weren't really in agreement with me. Hmm. No, I was not. And I maybe now. Um, but the after two weeks, <laughs> right? What the reason I said that was because I didn't think anything different about this team than I did about the other three or four teams that they come out that probably ranked it. I was I was actually at the inaugural game at the Georgia Dome, the new Georgia Dome, the Mercedes Benz Stadium, the brand new stadium they brought out. The first game they played there was not the Atlanta Falcons. Sure, it was Alabama, Florida State, yeah. Yeah. and I was at that game. Um, now, granted, their quarterback went out kind of early and stuff like that, but we won that game. Alabama won that game pretty convincingly. And um, they were super hyped up at that game. And I, this was probably five, six, seven years ago. It was 2017, yeah. Okay, so six years ago, whatever it may yeah. be. Um, what did they do that year? Uh, they, they, they shit the bed. Right. Yeah. So, and they did it a lot from that point until now. Right. Which, so I can't – that's my reason about saying – I. I when they're back, awesome. I think they got a great facility. I think they got a great. I think their new coach, man, he's he's offensive play caller is awesome. But they haven't showed me anything yet, other than they've been LSU team that haven't been any better either. Yeah. So. No. Um, the, 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 so LSU, the LSU. I guess the verdict's still out. Yeah, the LSU team they just beat was the same team that beat us last year, which we had no business beating. Which why we really didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. I agree. I mean, it's just you know. Well, we wasn't. No, and we didn't deserve to be. But but from you this can't point, not deserve being there if he wasn't in there. Yeah. Well, that's obvious because you're sitting over here. Here's the playhouse, and then you're over here on this side. So if you're not in it, then obviously you didn't deserve it. So that comment you made was kind of weird. <laughs> well, I, I, I never liked the deserving thing. They, they always talk about who deserves it, and the, and the and they, you know, think about it. We came up from a time where there was just a poll that voted on it. Mm-hmm. It was a poll, and and it was dictated, and other people voted on where you went, who won the national championship. That was obviously flawed. And then we went into conference championships, and then we went into a playoff, which was pretty cool. I like, here's, I like it at four teams. I like the argument. Didn't like getting left out, uh, you know. And some teams don't like getting left out, but there was always this, you know. Uh, this body of people that were putting it all together, straight the schedule, doing all this at twelve teams. It's 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 all about money now. Kenneth, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that one. Um, I like the four, and the reason I like the four, the games like Texas and Alabama just played, yeah, mean more. Yeah, the SEC championship game, which they probably won't. Be any of those anymore? I, I, I don't know. I think we're gonna pick the two top teams from the SEC to play. So it yeah. could be two West teams playing yeah. right now, which will work. I mean, it could be. And, but and, um, so we don't have a um, an actual East and West anymore. It's just the two top teams, which is gonna cause a lot of other controversy. If you ask me, because one team's gonna beat somebody, the other team's gonna beat that person, the other team's gonna beat, and then you got the same ones that are sitting in the same spot. And I'm like, huh. How's that going to work? And, and you've got 16 teams in all these superpower conferences. And, I mean, the whole thing is changing so much from from just the way we kind of grew up and did it. Well, I mean, we're, we're both, you know, just, you know, you're not 50 yet, but I am. and Almost. Yep. But we, we, we just came up from a time where every weekend in college football was big. If you lost, you needed help. You pro- or if you lost in November, you're out of it. Sure. 
Well, Alabama lost to Auburn in 17 and still got in the playoffs. And still made it and still won the whole thing. Kansas State beat TCU in the net in their conference championship, and TCU still went. So now the, everything's changed. Right. And uh, I, I just what, what I'm saying is is I think the game has changed so much. For, going back to Nick Saban, I'm just going to try to wrap this up right now. Going back to Nick Saban, his whole thing was recruiting, which he won. You know the the mythical recruiting national championships, which is ridiculous, but he, he got the top players. We all know it. I mean, all you got is look around the NFL right now. It's littered with them. I mean, they're, they're everywhere. But now, due to the transfer portal, and I'll talk, we'll talk maybe NIL some. I think that's a problem. But the transfer portal now. That's a huge problem. It, it is, it's a is, massive problem. We'll think about 2010, 11, that range. 2010, we had Mark Ingram. You had Trent Richardson. Do you think if this rule were in place back then that Eddie Lacy would have hung around Alabama? He'd been gone. If, if there was free transfer back in that day, do you think Eddie Lacy, and I'm not judging his character enough, I'm just saying the player like that, do you think he would sit around for two years and develop and then get his shot? I think he'd be gone. Unless he was, unless he was fed a line of bullshit, yeah. he'd be gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. yeah. If, if there was behind, a transfer if portal. If you're behind Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson, yeah. 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 You wouldn't have waited. No. You, did, you take it. And all that, them, and all them stiff arms and, Bull, knocking down people, people. whatever thing. He, he'd been done it for somebody else. He'd been yeah. in Nebraska, or right? Or wherever he'd been, he'd just been somewhere else. Whoever, you know, just may not be Nebraska. Well, not Nebraska, Nebraska. Just the first. I'm still old, and I still think about them as relevant. Could have been far. Yeah, anywhere that needed a running back, they need you got to get them. And that's the part that I think drives Nick Saban away from it eventually. I mean, I, he's 71. The dude's 71. Now he's different than the average 71. I mean. You know, Bear Bryant was 69, like we've talked about Bear a little bit. and you know, you know, Happy birthday, Bear, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Happy birthday, Bear. Right here on September 11th, which we'll, we're going to touch on that right before we go off the air in a minute. That was, um, man. Yeah. Everybody, know. everybody knows where that was at. Um, and yeah. how on Bear Bryant's birthday is. Yeah. But he was 69, but he looked way older than 69. Oh, he looked, he looked 89. Yeah. So Nick looks really good for his age and, and keeps... But he's still got to wear it. I think he needs to have a bear with his buddies every now and then. Day true. I honestly think this is the last year. Really? Yeah. Okay. I said I said he's, he's got to get past seven. So I, I think when he gets to seven, he's done. I, I, so I, what makes you think that? Well, I just he just bought a $17 million home in Jupiter Island, Florida. Okay. And, and people can do that. I forgot you, to mention that when he was – I was talking about his Ferrari dealership and his Mercedes <laughs> dealership and – he, um, he has he has grandchildren now that are getting they're, they're not little babies no more. He, you know Nick's uncomfortable. You know just holding the baby doesn't. You know, yeah, he's, all right, so you mentioned two things though. He looks great for seventy one, right? Yes. You think he can go out and do whatever he wants to right now? Yes. What he wants to do is coach football. Does he want to coach it under the way it's set up right now? And this ain't changing. NIL is not the going only, away. The only, I, I I would I disagree in a way. No, he does not want to coach how it's set up right now. Okay. But he can't coach anywhere else where it's not set up right now. So he can't move to do something else and coach any differently than he's doing right now. This is just a prediction. I mean, I may be, I may look like a fool. You know what? That, well, this, that's what we do. I think... I you think, think you're like Nostradamus and stuff? Or? <laughs> yeah. Like, what was that his name? 
I foresee the future. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that I think that next this time next year, I think he'll be the commissioner of the co- of the new setup of the super conferences. Well, stuff. I'm not watching any of those commercials for that, just so you know. And if he decides to leave that way, um, who do you think will be his replacement? Mm. They're just, you know, that guy's just not out there anymore. That 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 Nick Saban, that that person that's, you remember, it was always proven coach, proven championships. They're all settled somewhere. Kirby Smart's not coming here. No, he wouldn't. Unless there was some hierarchy problems at Georgia, and, and I don't anticipate that would no. happen. Well, where was Steve Sarkeesian five years ago? Oh, he was just in no man's land. No. Listen, I had a lot of talks with Texas Nobody's fans. Nobody's land. And, 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 and two years before that, he was getting trouble for being and yeah. maybe some kind of yeah, we know his problems. Substance abuse, whatever. Yeah, we know his problems. We don't this. But anyway, um, but next no. thing you know, he's one of the best offensive coordinators in football. And now he's a head football coach at Texas that just handed Nick Saban his ass. Well, yeah. I mean, I think so the, I think you the said first... there's not a coach out there. Oh, there are. And you have to know where to look. Well, you, you, you look at those two places we just talked about. The first two calls Alabama would make, if you're trying to find hire the best salesman out there, you owe it to yourself to go to them and say, you know, hey, you're one A and one B. I don't even make it public. I would just, you know, hey, I don't, I don't care. We're, we're going after Kirby Smart. We're going after Kirby Smart. He's got a history here. He's won here. He, he, he knows it here. We're going to ask him. We, we would, we would be fools not to ask him. More than likely, he doesn't come. Okay. Now, next on mine would be Steve Sarkisian, because I, I love a redemption story. I mean, hey, we all have a redemption story somewhere. But I, I, I love the story. I love the way he held. I, I love the way he handled himself when he was the head coach of the Iron Bowl. I love the way the the team ran. I love his temperament. Now, that's where I would go. After that, what do you do? There's no obvious. There's just there's, really there's, there's not a huge obvious. And the reason you've mentioned Steve Sarkeesian, though, is because the obvious thing that was just put in our face Saturday night. I mean, that was obviously we were outcoached by that man. So his name's up there. Um, I'm also thinking to myself, it's so weird that I don't think it would ever happen. Um, if you tell Lane Kiffin we're going to pay you 15 million to come be the head coach of Alabama, what do you think What do you think happens? Oh, that tells them no. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Lane Kiffin would walk on broken glass, uh, you know, doused in gasoline, set on fire to come be the coach of Alabama. He, he toyed with Auburn last year. I mean, he, he, he was, that was that was probably pretty close. I don't know. I mean. I don't. You know, we're, we're, of course, this conversation is hypothetical because we're still the greatest coach of all time right now. And sure. He could be there five more years. Yeah. But in five years, where's Lane Kiffin going to be? I mean, I don't know. Um, he, he, he just reminds me of the next. If we if we hire a coordinator from somewhere to be our head, new head coach, yeah. I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed, to tell you the truth. Um, because if we hire somebody that's not done the head coaching things yeah. at Alabama, or head coaching things at anywhere, um, I think it's a bad move. I really do. You know what I just went back to? Me and you at Long Lewis. Let's let's back up again. Okay. I, I love right. I love time hopping, and yeah, and when sure. we when uh, Franchione left us, 
Okay. And then me and you were sitting in your office back there, and the, uh, um, you know, you were in the commercial side, and we'd sit there and <laughs> look at the new internet. We could get internet you know, news. I switched. You and know, I started playing golf of uh, your <laughs> office to my office, back and forth. My laptop, your laptop. It was all like maybe I don't know, hundred feet away. But uh, we were trying to name the new replacements, and I remember actually. I mean, I didn't. I'm not acting like I predicted who it would be, but I remember showing you what might be Mike Bellotti from Oregon. <laughs> Or maybe Mike Price from yeah. Washington State. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Mike Price comes along and we all know the story. Yeah. So listeners out there, if you um if if you want to know why we have Mike Price um as a head football coach, I mean, for the last uh, for the twenty six minutes he was actually there, <laughs> it's Kenneth's fault. I think he put in a request. Um personal character endorsement, if you will. No. Uh, for Mike Price. Um and then you see what happens. So here we are. And then we had to go through the same thing just months later. Well, who are we going to get now? And it was Mike Shula or Sylvester Croom. I love Sylvester Croom. And I, I, think, I think we both picked Clyde Croom. I think we both well, picked him. I, and I'm wondering, I wonder today what it would have been like. Um, I think I think probably in four years because he wouldn't have the talent. He would have been on Mike Dubose. Yeah. Shula didn't have the talent. Croom didn't. He would, nobody would have the talent because of what we went through. Right. That's they had to they had to make an immediate big impact hire. Yeah, and the name Shula, beloved quarterback, the name Shula. You know, I yeah. always thought don't hire him. In. Here's what, here's my thoughts. Don't, hire, a, don't We shouldn't have hired anybody in May. What a what a terrible coach, by the way. If I if to say this on, mm, say yeah. this to you, I'm, I'll tell you this. I don't. I, I think he's a great offensive coordinator. I think he's done well in the NFL. If I if my if my memory serves me right, yeah. I think he's a great quarterback coach, yeah. and I think he's a wonderful person. Um, I know part of what all he's done has been really, really good, successful. But as a head coach, I think he was he, he couldn't keep up with all the cogs, all the things that were in place. So, per se, not, not the, 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 as the, a head coach, at the end he of the, was not a good head coach. At the end of the day, that job was just too big for him. It was so when, way too big. When the day comes. Same thing for Mike Dubose. Yeah. And when the day comes, when Shula. Something I mean, about Mike sorry, Price. When, yeah. When, <laughs> Sa- when Saban. Says that's it. This job is very big, and I don't I don't know who's out there. And, and that's why I was like, this job's too big for Lane Kiffin. I like Lane Kiffin. I, I like well, what he did for offense, though, but I, he can't he can't he can't handle this the normal this know. job. He handled it at USC until he got fired. Yeah, he handled it at Texas. What, what, one field no, 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 away. What, what? You're you're mixing people up. I'm talking about Kiffin. Yeah, Lane Kiffin. What are you talking about, Texas? USC. Oh yeah, when he was the offensive coordinator. I'm talking about as a. You don't think he was head coach USA? Well, not against Texas when they. No, Texas I, didn't, won. I didn't say against Texas. He was a head coach USC, bro, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, he got fired on the tarmac. What do you head coach at Tennessee? Yeah. I think you mistake Tennessee for Texas, but um, head nope. coach at Texas. I mean, state coach you did again. Tennessee, right? Yeah. He was one block field goal away from being one of their all-time women's coaches. Yeah. Um, and now. He's doing great, yes. Uh, at Ole Miss. Let's take a break, and then we'll we'll wrap this up with uh, just a little story about Bear Bryant, and then just something else. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about uh, today is nine eleven. Let's let's talk about. I, I think we should. This is it's an historic day. Let's let's end it there. Let everybody know what we're going to do coming up next. What's your name, brother? Sean Mack, man. Sean Mack, where you yes, from? Yes, sir. I'm from San Antonio, Texas, by the way of Atlanta. I live in Atlanta. How good does this feel right now? Man, I can't even tell you, man. I felt like we should have got the win last year to come into you guys' house this year and get a win. It feels 
I'm speechless. I can't even put it into words. Well, and, and, and imagine what we'll go through for, for years to come now that we're in the same conference. Next year, we're yes. in the same SEC. Yes. The, the rivalries between Texas and Alabama used to be separated due to the fact that we were in the Big 12 and you guys were in the SEC. Yeah. Now we both marriage in the SEC. It's time yeah. to get it on, man. Yeah, yeah. we were playing an occasional bowl game, but now it's going to be all the time. Yes, sir. Listen, yes, sir. congratulations. Thank you. And this is from a Bama guy. You guys are you're, you're blue blood. You're like us, and we're so happy to have you here. And, and, and it hurts to hey, it hurts to lose this game, but you know what? We'll do it again. Yeah, definitely. We're gonna definitely see each other down the line. That's right, my friend. You guys ain't going nowhere. Neither are we. Well, we were talking about uh, uh, Bear Bryant earlier. You know, yes. Like like Drake no. doesn't. You know, I think I'm, I'm, if I'm right, we have looked this up. Right, and today is his birthday. Yes. Yeah, September 11th. September 11th, which is uh, man, obviously a a monumental day. So uh, I think we'd be remiss, you like that word, remiss, if we didn't uh, talk about that day. Now, here, here here's the only stipulation I have on here. I, I have thoughts about what happened on 9/11. You do too, but the the fact is, a lot of pe- innocent people lost their lives that day. So when I see, we will never forget then that's what I'll never forget. But you know what else we'll never forget? Just like, you know, the older people that were, they never forget where they were when Kennedy was shot. They never forget where they were when, you know, whatever else happened. The space shuttle blew up. So you obviously... I, well, uh, I know where I was at when the Challenger blew up. So you're talking about older people? Because this well, was... Well, older Kennedy. This was 1984, and I was... No, in, that was 86. Excuse me. Sorry, I, you're wrong. I, I just do this. Excuse I, me. I'm, I'm wrong. Excuse no, me. No, I, I was actually in sixth grade, so that would make sense. Yeah, I was in tenth grade. Okay. Yeah. So I remember exactly where I was at that day, and and, and, and people actually cut the TV off after this happened, after the the challenger went up. Oh yeah. And it blew up. Oh yeah. Um, and then went back to teaching about something. After it blew up, he cut the TV off, shut it back in the corner, and started telling us to. Turn our books to some other page. Like, <laughs> to some page in biology or something. No, we, you know, I remember, uh, we won't go far, far down that road, but I remember our principal coming over and saying, today there's a tragedy and the specialists blow up. And they said, the fate of the astronauts is not known. I was like, well, I bet I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it, that was a, that was a, that, well, that, you can't say the fate until you know what happened, but I, I understand your you know, thoughts on that. And I think everybody's was the same. But but on today, September the 11th, uh, you know, I, people always have the, I've heard tons of stories. And you mentioned it a little earlier. You were at Long Lewis. So tell, tell me a little bit about what what you remember from the time you knew anything until, I don't know, early evening. All right. So Just, this is a, um, a, a position I was at, actually, I, um, I sold heavy equipment. So we had service bodies, one on top of, certain heavier duty trucks or whatever and I'd want to bid for Eglin Air Force Base. Yeah. Um, which is in the Fort Walton area of yeah, Florida. Sure. And um so what that is they send the bids out, you send your money in, stuff like that, and you blah 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 and the designated delivery time was um was September eleventh. And so um I had three drivers in front of me driving three of these trucks. I was carrying three trucks to Eglin Air Force Base and I was behind them in like a minivan, like a little chaser car. So we could pick them up and bring them back. So I called the guy I was going to talk to. Um, was supposed to sign the paperwork for these units um, on the way. 
um, after hearing what I heard, sure. Um, as far as the um, the towers and stuff like that, and I didn't. This was prior to the second one falling, so the first one had been hit. And I asked him, I said, well, "Are we still allowed um, access to the base?" And he said, "Yes, I think so." So as the day progressed and things kind of got worse, um, and they kind of realized what was going on, there was actually a um, a phone call made to myself uh, from the guy at the base saying, um, "You you." You're not allowed on the base, um, and you should turn around. Yeah. Before I could even acknowledge what he had said, um, there was a couple of Humvees, um, military vehicles on the side of the road on Highway 82, right outside of Crestview, Florida, um, at pulled us over and asked me if I was, you know, bringing these vehicles to Eglin Air Force Base, and was this from Long Lewis? And I said yes, it is. He said you're not allowed access to the base, so. I had to carry all three of those vehicles to a local Ford dealer, and they put um, put them in storage for us till we could go back. So, in the meantime, those three guys that were driving those trucks got in the, the van with me, and some of these guys were older, um, very old. I mean, they they really had put their time and effort into stuff that they've done in their life, and they were most of them were retired and um, had a lot of thoughts about what was happening. And during that time, we didn't have a lot of internet or you didn't have the instant news like twitter correct or, no. and, and, we were basically we were basically listening to what what the radio was telling us at the moment I, visually i hadn't i had not seen anything yeah. at all so i was just listening to them um on our way back um and they they honestly compared it a little bit to pearl harbor kind of like a sneak attack um kind of yeah. like a something that you're not waiting for something that you don't know about they're just really just um and they didn't know either. I mean, they, you know, they were there helping me deliver those vehicles, and they were there um, just on the way back in, in conversation with myself. So there's so much that was talked about during that day, but it yeah. was hard to say, um, you know, where everybody's mind was at because we hadn't seen anything visually. It was all pretty much just what the radio was saying. So yeah, I was uh, I was at a, a hotel in Memphis. I was working for a company out of Chicago covering about seven states, and I was always in a different hotel, somewhere different every week. Kind of like what we did yeah. when we did the start of the Spence and KP show. Right. <laughs> yeah. well, I, well, we're still on that, right? Yeah. We're still, <laughs> and uh, Just so you know. I was in a hotel in Memphis, and I was checking out. Back then, you checked out, and you had, literally had to go to the front desk. You didn't. You didn't leave your key there and just check out, and they did it digitally. You had to, no, sign. You had to walk down there and tell them you were actually leaving. And Otherwise, sign something. Go, there you go. Yeah, and then they give you the receipt to your credit card. Well, I was just standing there waiting for that to happen. There was a, you know, the Continental Breakfast area of the hotel, and there was always a TV going in the morning with the, whatever news was on. And I remember looking over there, and I, I was waiting on someone to come check me out, and they said, hey, there was a plane crash today. It hit the train, uh, the World Trade Center, and just blah, blah, blah. And just, it was, I mean, that was big news, but... I didn't know how big, and I was just listening to it, and I said, oh, whatever. So i got to go to my customer and do the installation for some packing or whatever. Went down the road for a little while, got some gas at a shell station. I'll never forget it. Bright, sunny day. just yeah, like You're in Memphis, right? Yeah, Memphis. You're still Memphis, okay. Yeah. And uh, got back in the car and turned on the radio, you know, just listened to it. And they then that's when they came on and said, now, there's been a second plane hit. and. Yeah. And uh, right now, this is bad news. So I immediately called Karen. And I was just like, hey, are you still at the house? She's like, what? What do you want? <laughs> she, she's trying to go to work. I'm bugging her in the morning. She goes, right. hey. And I said, listen, there's something really crazy going on right now. Like, there's 
like there's two planes at the Royal Trade Center and they uh, that's like something really bad. She goes, Kenneth, I, I don't know. I'll check it at work and I'll call you back later. Literally, by the time I got down the road 20 minutes later and go inside, everyone at this company is just gathered around TVs and stuff. And and just like you said earlier, when things were starting to get out, like here's what happened and here's what's going it on next. It took a minute. It really took a minute for that stuff to get out because it's not like today. If this happened right now, yeah. um, there'd be so much social media and so many videos popping up. But if you think back to 2001, um, the, the, you were just phone, at the mercy of the local uh, correct. The, the networks. The, the, these phones didn't have capability of, of taking no. images and sending them back and stuff like that. No, you could play Snake on Nokia. You could. You That's could, all you could, you could do. That or um, possibly, yeah, you know, possibly. But there, there was no Wi-Fi in my mind, unless I'm wrong. In 2001, was there Wi-Fi? Ah. I mean, really? I mean, if it was, it was sporadic. It wasn't on your phone. That's no, for sure. it was not on your phone, yeah. and your phone was not able to take videos and then send them immediately to somebody. Sure. Now you could take them, upload them, <laughs> and then send them later. But yeah. you, you can't just, you know, so. So, so, so we get. So oh, we, I think I take it. My phone back in two thousand one would not do all those things. No, so I'm no, that was before. That was I even had. before BlackBerry. Okay. I mean, that was that was there was no communication other than networks. So we get in there. We're doing the. We're, we're doing our job, and people are coming out with more news and more news. That's when the rumors started. That's they said there was a one uh, plane on the way to Camp David, and there was one plane on the way to the White House. I mean, you know what? At this point, yeah. you had to, you had to believe it. I'm just saying how that was. How would you not? Oh, listen. I mean, how would you not believe that? And looking back now, you think, well, Kenneth, it was just another today. I mean, think about the news we hear today. I mean, it's just another news story. Nothing shocks us anymore. We'll, we'll go down. Well, we'll, we'll go there another day. We shot a plane down three, two or three weeks ago that the guy fell asleep in. Really? Yes. He was yeah. heading towards the White House and whatnot. Not really heading towards the White House, but heading yeah. in that direction, and he got shot down. Yeah, um, there was some kind of toxic gas that came through the cabin, and they were all asleep. I'm not doubting you. Is this verified? Is this on? Well, like, no, no, no. I'm just wanting to know. I just, I didn't verified enough. I heard it on a very respectable um, news outlet. So okay. that's something that. Anybody's listening might want to look up, but at the same time, um, I heard this that they decided, and it was on TV. They said they decided to shoot it down because they didn't know if it was a threat or not. Yeah, I think I, I, I they think, tried to communicate with this plane so many times that it would not. Yeah, it wouldn't you know ever respond. So I just remember when all it was over, and then we were in there. We, you know, I went in there with their employees, and they heard uh, George Bush talk. Uh, to the to the classroom and yeah. the president's going here and the vice president's in just uh, another location or you know no one knew anything and I just remember actually just being freaking scared dude I mean that was just a scary day I mean that, that we didn't have we didn't have the theories of of what happened right then we just knew that planes were hitting buildings and people were dying and it was I, when I left. I was. Uh, I went by the Memphis airport, and there was just cops running up and down the fair, uh, the, uh, the 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 runways, yeah. and, and you know it, it, it was freaking chaos. And right. I, I remember just that ride home, going, "What in the world is happening you, right now?" How far along in the day was it um, before you realized it was nine one one, or they call for nine one one, that emergency call, nine eleven? Uh, probably just uh, probably. Two hours after it happened, it, it took me it took me several hours too to realize the day was September 11th. 
Yeah. Which would have been nine one one. Um Yeah. And it which led me to think, okay, this shit's planned. Yeah. It is you don't just pick emergency call nine one one and then yeah. all of a sudden happened happened today. Well there's something about the number eleven too. There was a, there was a, there was a, well, something ha- something happened in Spain, it and it was it was March eleventh. Um, and I, I will say this, I'm gonna say this delicately in a way, if that if that's a, a way I should pronounce that word. But I will say this, that plane that went down in Pennsylvania, um, people say that that plane, the plane itself was actually bull rushed to the cockpit, and people took out the pilots and it crashed. And those people should be held heroes. Um, there's no doubt that they tried and there's no doubt that they should be heroes. Yeah. I think that they are. Yeah. And if that's what happened, I think they could be some of the biggest heroes on this planet. At the same time, um, I think most of that stuff happened, but I think we also had a backup plan in there saying, if this plane gets any further than this field, oh, it's going down. It's going down. It was kind of like Payne Stewart. Yes. Well, when he, Payne, he, when, didn't, he didn't get shot down. When it was that, but they were going to. Well, if 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 they, if Payne Stewart's they, plane would have gotten over a populated area like St. Louis well, they, or Birmingham yeah, or Nashville, they would, they would. But they knew they knew it was Payne Stewart's plane. Yeah. And and they didn't know what was going on, but yes, you're right. So once it got to a point where they thought, okay, when this thing runs out of fuel, yeah. And this is going to crash into somebody's, you know, building or house or something like that. Before that, we're going to take it out. And luckily, yeah. it didn't come to that. Yeah. Or did it? I don't think so. No, it just went down in South Dakota. Right. It's, I mean, it's a, 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 an obsolete place. There's not much there, really, South Dakota. Yeah. I mean, it was like the, you know, actually North Dakota either, other than being yeah. two cities and really cold. Yeah. yeah. They had some um, uh, motorcycle rallies there. I mean, yeah. 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 I guess so. But at the same time... I'm not sure about the one in Pennsylvania. I don't know that that happened the way it said. You know what though? I choose to believe the right way. I choose to uh, the right way. I choose to believe the way that we're told because I can't prove the otherwise. Yeah. I can't change anything. Yeah. And the story's better. Well, and, and that's another thing that I talk about. On, I don't like jumping podcast to podcast, but the the when I talk about things that I I, I believe, I just have to go with sometimes things what I see. And today you can't trust everything you see. There's AI. There's an AI out there right now. It's got Nick Saban singing "Sweet Home Alabama." I'm gonna play that for you in a little while. That that sounds just like Nick Saban is singing "Sweet Home Alabama." Technology is so great now. It wasn't as great then, but people can make you believe whatever they want to. But the one thing that always sticks to me is the is the plane that hit the Pentagon. Yeah, and I, that, actually, I, that's the one that troubles me the most. When when and I, I, this is not a conspiracy. I don't know. Have you been there? Uh, the Pentagon? No, I've just flown over it. I've never. Okay. Well, I'm not not stopping your short story short. No, you I've, I've been there. Yeah. I was there. Um, after the attacks, they have probably the most impressive memorial set up yeah. for the people um, at the Pentagon. They have benches um, that you can you can sit yeah. on and reflect. I'll have water fountains. Each each bench has its own water fountain. Has a name of the person where they were from and yeah. their date of birth on this yeah. bench. The benches are faced so accordingly, if you're faced towards the sky, that person that passed away was in the plane. 
if it's faced towards the building, you were inside the building when this happened. Wow. Um, I, I was there, luckily enough, chaperoning some younger children um, in my in my son's school, Kingwood. So watching that happen and seeing all these kids be quiet at one time, yeah. when the person's talking about this, I'm talking yeah. about you've got a bunch of 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds and a bunch of adults that are just absolutely silent. Yeah. When the guy's talking about what happened. Yeah. Kind of a uh, longer version what I explained to you um, was, man, surreal. Give you chill bumps. Yeah. If, if anybody gets a chance um, to go to DC, um, check that part I out. I didn't know that existed. That is, it is, it is, yeah. It is, I mean, we've heard about the, is, uh, the ones in uh, the Memorial New in Manhattan. And, I've, I've actually seen them all. Huh. I've seen every single one of them. And I think they're all super impressive. Yeah. Um, but when you visit that with your kid, you yeah. can hug your kid. Yeah. When you see this going on. Yeah. It's good stuff, dude. Uh, it is. Yeah. Well, that's our that's our memorial of 9-11, our thoughts back then, because, you know, we all should remember that today. We, we remember Coach Brian on his birthday. And uh, I, I hope that you guys have enjoyed the, uh, the first uh, version of the KP and Spence show. Oh, Spence and KP show. Oh, I just already messed it up. <laughs> you have screwed this shit up and hurry. It's a Spence and KP show. But we, <laughs> but we have thought about that, uh, yeah, when are we going to be back on? I don't know. We, we said, well, I don't know, 10 to 14 days, the next big ball game. I'll tell you what, um, let's just try to do this. Next week we have, um, we have South Florida, out South Florida. So yeah. um, maybe... Possibly after what? Oh, we, Miss. We, the we, next got, week. we got Lane Kiffin. We got your so, boy. We got your boy Lane Kiffin that you want to replace Nick Saban. Um, <laughs> we'll catch up after that game. So how about after Alabama Ole Miss? <laughs> That's right. Maybe something a little before Ole Miss, or something no, a little like, after. Maybe, maybe sure. a tiny segment. Yeah. Oh, preview of the. Um, oh yeah. I mean, uh, we'll we'll know more about what's happening in South Florida. This coming to. That's right. And, and Pete Golding's back in town. Yeah. Ha, ha, listen, this is scary. Yeah. Pete Golding and Lane Kiffin. Do you think what would make their career more than a win in Bryant Denny against against the uh, against the against the uh, teacher? Which, by the way, is happening a lot more. The student is winning a lot more. It used to be undefeated, yeah. and it's happening a lot more. Yeah, I'm not. The, this is not a uh, this is not a Kill Bill segment, Kenneth. This is not something we're going to go into and talk about how much um, somebody's learned. Post the other, I, um, there there are two younger coaches, and I do think that um, Alabama beats Ole Miss. I will say that. I th- um, just I outman them. Just, just no, I think they blitz the shit out of them. Just to tell you the truth, I, it, because I don't think we can get to them otherwise. Um, well, we don't. Yeah. So, um, Dart's too good of a quarterback to be sitting back there picking us apart in secondary. It's obviously we can't cover anybody, but I I think. Um, it's obvious. <laughs> I, I mean, for what I've seen, um, did you see those white ass, white ass open people in Texas? So I'm just saying, maybe, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that's what we do. We blitz the hell out of them every damn time, but then we pull out a win. But it's gonna be close. That's gonna score some points too. Well, everybody, we hope you enjoyed it. Roll tide, my friend. And uh, hey, it's been a long time coming. And. For anybody that listens, thank you so much for listening to KP and Spence Show. And it's been a, I mean, we did it. We, it was pretend in 2005 and it's for real today. So, uh, let's, uh.
I'll see you then. See you then too, brother.